The Simon Filer Podcast, giving authors a platform. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Nick Barnstall joins me on my podcast after two days recording his enlightening audiobook, Better Business, Better Life. I love Nick's philosophy of business, grounded in the belief of loving what you do, first and foremost. Welcome, Nick Barnstall. Thanks so much. Thanks for putting up with me for the last two days. <laughs> Why you say that? <laughs> How did you find your experience recording your audio book? Well, it was great. You made it a lot easier. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah look, hey, um, you know, I don't actually physically read books very much anymore. And, uh, you know, all my uh, book uh, absorption is uh, audio books. And so uh, I think it was a pretty important thing for me to do, but actually physically go through reading it out loud was uh, a task. <laughs> yeah. But you got through it. You got to the end. Well, there's a will, there's a way. That's right. And very important material in there. So I'm glad that you did. Well, that, hey, that's the motivation. Uh, was the motivation for writing it. And the motivation, obviously, to uh, get through the audio book was to make sure that it's accessible for as many people as possible. Yeah, exactly. So you touch in your audio book about growing up in New Zealand with entrepreneurial parents where you started working for them at the age of 10 in their takeaway shop. Why do you think that this was beneficial looking back now for your life's path? By the time I was 10, that business, their business had failed, but I spent a lot of my childhood uh, in, their, in their takeaway store. And at 10, I got into other uh, working for other people, um, one set of mentors. But I mean... Um, you know, I suppose the struggles that they went through, you know, those early years growing up, the struggles that I saw my parents go through and the repercussions of the business not going well, you know, it certainly has become a motivation sort of, I guess, uh, later in life to be able to then sort of, I guess, go back and backfill anyone that, can, that I can pass on the information that, I, that I've been fortunate enough to have a great, you know, last 20 or 30 years in business personally. So, you know, I guess sharing my experiences so that for other people out there, that are maybe going through the experiences that my mum and dad would, um, maybe we can short-circuit that and, and hopefully get them on the right path. Sounds good. Um, so apart from working hands-on in business, did you acquire any formal qualifications? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, less less than that, actually. Uh, so, no, I, I was not a great student. You know, due <laughs> to my parents' business failure, you know, I sort of got to work pretty early. Like both my mum and dad, once they split, they were... You know, started again from ground zero or less than zero, actually. You know, mum really struggled financially growing up and that got me out working as many hours as I could do to try and help uh, pay the bills. And, you know, really that meant that work became a much higher priority for me and, and in fact, I enjoyed it much more because I found it much more rewarding than school. And so going and, you know, working as many hours as I could, you know, even from a young age, from 10 or 11, as you say, you know, I would always have two or three part-time jobs. And so that meant that, you know, I didn't really have a lot of time for school and I didn't really have an appetite for it either because they weren't paying me. And, hey, look, you know, I think it's a, it's a they real... They weren't paying. <laughs> That's um, so, you know, maybe if the school's paid kids to go there, they might get a better result, maybe, I don't know. But, no, look, I, I think the, you know, the framework of the schooling system, you know, hey, it didn't suit me. I, I know it doesn't suit a lot of people. And, you know, I guess I could see that at the young age, that working for other business owners, I could see the lifestyle that they had for, you know, I guess what I wanted to do in life. Like school was just a lower priority for me. Like really the high priority was paying bills. You were not a fan of school, were you? I wasn't really, no. No, no. But they probably weren't a fan of me, to be fair, either. So it was all right. It was, it was a, you know, mutual departure. That's right. 
out of there. <laughs> so, well, okay, obviously you've worked in business since the age of 10 or, you know, thereabouts. Yep. So what kind of businesses have you had? Um, so I started my first business uh, in 1994 was um, property development business and essentially I was just uh, buying, like I, I purchased my first property in 1991 actually. So I started investing in property really early on. I was 16 years old. Wow. By the time I was 19, I guess I made that more formal and we um, started a, a property development business where we were just buying older properties and doing them up and flipping them and um, I thought at the time that was a really great idea. Um, and then later in life learnt to uh, hold on to them rather than flip them. Yeah, I've got a very heavy industrial background. I spent a lot of time um, in heavy equipment and, and that kind of industry around uh, mining, quarrying resources, uh, civil construction. But also um, as time went on, uh, I just started investing in other people's companies as well because I'd had a lot of experience managing companies. I grew one company that I was co-founder of, uh, in 2003, which is Hyundai Construction Equipment Australia, which is an earth-moving importation distribution business, uh, earth-moving equipment. And um, we grew that from zero to over 100 million quite quickly, wow, like so. from 03 to, 04, uh, 03 to 08, so five years really. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it was quite growth. with you. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, like that that was a great experience because you're taking something from nothing and it was, you know, started off two of us in the business and then went to five and then went to seven and then went to 12 and then, you know, we ended up with hundreds of staff and 20-odd locations with, you know, sub-dealers and things like that around. So, you know, it was, it, you know, it was really a great experience. But everything in my life had kind of got to that, you know, prepared me somewhat to that point. You know, even though I was only 27 or 28 when we started that business, yeah, um, I'd been in business for a really long time. I'd been in and around business. I'd always been given a lot of responsibility as a young kid in the businesses I was at. Like, you know, I was, I was managing shifts and opening and closing businesses when I was 13, 14 years old. Wowza. Um, so you know, t- uh, counting the till at the end of shift and doing stock takes, controlling stock takes. Um, you know, out on the ro- out on the road selling cold selling uh, as a 17, 18 year old and, you know, really important skill in business. Uh, sorry, going off topic, but really important skill in business is selling. And, and it was not something that particularly came natural to me, but, you know, I was very lucky that, that I was given an opportunity to work for a large Japanese office equipment manufacturer, photocopier company. And um, I did four years commission only selling uh, starting from 19 in, in that business. And I always look at that as my real, training ground there because if you can develop that sales skill that's what everyone needs a business like every business needs sales every Mm. business needs revenue every business needs the cash flow coming through that and everyone wants to say that they're not a salesperson or pretend that they're not a salesperson but the reality is in business and in life we all are because we all want to steer the outcomes and the behaviors of our pet our child our partner and that's a sales process when we talk about you know, I want to go to a barbecue or an event this weekend and your partner or spouse doesn't, then you go through steering that behavior. That's a sales process and mm. it's a critical skill that you've got to carry forward into business. Mm. That actually is expanded on in your book, of course. I loved hearing you narrate the section about making a business out of what you love doing. It was earlier in the book. Um, when was it that you first realized that to actually make business, you know, work best is that you really need to love what you do? Well, I mean, it, it comes through in the results of the business, right? Like, I guess I've I've kind of reverse engineered it. I've never gone and looked to start a business in something that I was really excited about. I've always 
been fortunate enough that I've been able to adapt what I get excited about to whatever it is, whether it's working in a in a workshop or or um, you know photocopies, as I mentioned before, plumbing or, or industrial stuff um, or earth moving equipment or you know whatever it is. In fact, at the moment, I've got an e-commerce business that's in fashion is one of those, and you know like that's not really my gig. But I develop a passion for it because I, I actually want to see the business succeed. Mm. So I'm fortunate that you know I don't I've not started a business from having a hobby or something that I really liked. Uh, that then I you know develop it from that. What it is is I actually love the process of being in business. Yeah, that's right. That's your love. I that's... love being in business. Yeah, and watching something grow like you're nurturing. It's it's yeah you're nurturing something from nothing to to something, and that's. Um, you know, that's the world we live like, you know, if you're starting a business, you are creating an economy around that business and going to the point where you get generating enough revenue and profit that you can start to employ other people, maybe give them a pay rise, maybe give them a bonus, maybe donate to your local charity. Um, you know, all of the things that you can shape around you by having a business that's successful and profitable. Uh, but so often people start a business just all about themselves. Like, I just need this amount of money. Yeah. Rather than how can I affect as many people as possible? Like the, you want the business to become the sun yeah. that all the other planets revolve around, right? That's right. How how can they nurture everything else around that? Yeah, you brought a good point in there, and I think from you know a lot of people that I've worked with, it's um, not about the money. If you're doing it for the money, it ain't going to work. You got to do it yeah. because either a, you love it or other people really need it, and you love giving it to them. So um. What motivates you to kind of do this kind of work? Obviously, we're talking, you know, it shouldn't be financial. What is it that motivates you? Well, hey, unfortunately, it's not a financial motivation, um, for, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, writing the book and I've got a business education company, which is Navigate Biz. And, um, you know, what motivates me is, is that I feel like, hey, without getting too deep and spiritual, because that's not really my gig, but, you know, I feel like we all are looking for what are we on this planet for? Like, what is the meaning? Yeah. And, um uh, and I'm very fortunate that you know I found something that I'm pretty good at. Um, you know, history will show that I'm, you know I'm pretty good at it. And so, you know, what gives us the greatest amount of satisfaction in life is is being able to help other people. Like if you think about, it's the old adage is it's better to give than to receive. And you know, I'm sure it would be an unusual human on the planet that does not get a huge amount of satisfaction out of helping someone yeah. and w in whatever way that is. And so I think when you can tap into what it is that you're good at and then you can go, well, okay, how can I use that as much as possible to help other people? And, and that's, that's what I've ended up doing is I've got, you know, I, I literally woke up one day quite a number of years ago and said, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to help other people in business. I've grown so many businesses, I think, um, well over... In 27 years, uh, I've owned, bought and sold, invested in, acquired uh, over 40 companies now wow. in, my, in my lifetime. And um, I still uh, am either fully or partly owned and of at least 13 now as we speak today. You know, there's a lot of experience that comes with all that. And so to be able to impart to it people that, are, you know, to me represent what my mum and dad were all those years ago, and being able to help people in that same situation or just give them some insight, like whether it's that book or, you know, listening to a podcast uh, that we that we put out on a regular basis or uh, any of our information is just, you know, if it can make their life better. Because if everybody's aiming their goals higher, producing at a higher level and 
then they've got the opportunity then to pay that forward as well. You know, like people get stuck into, you know, I get asked a lot, when is enough enough? Well, it's never enough because there's always more people out there that need help. There's always someone else out there to help. Um, so when people ask that question, it's a very, I feel like it's almost a very selfish question because don't they want more people to receive that help? You know, no one ever asked that question to Mother Teresa, right? No one ever asked that question to Gandhi. Like, so why is each of us as individuals, why are we capping ourselves? Yeah. Like, you can always go and help more people. If you can't see that, it actually says more about you because if you're keeping those goals low, then it becomes a selfish situation because you go, well, that's enough for me to survive. Mm. Yeah, but who else can you help? That's a beautiful way to look at it. I love it. So better business, better life. How did that come about? Did you, I'm going to write a book. I'm just going, what am I going to do? How did uh, that happen? Yeah, it's a good question. Like for me, as a natural progression on the basis of that. Um, it was an ability to reach more people. Everyone's got a different way of learning. Like, hey, I've got a series of um, online um I call it business education courses, micro courses that we're we're going to help people. But that's not everyone's gig. Like some people, some people like to listen to a podcast. Like this. some people want to listen to a book. Some people want to read a book. Like everybody's learning is different. And so, by able to put my information out there in as many different mediums as possible, um, as means I can reach as many as as I can. So. So then, you know, hey, it had to be. There had to be a book. There had to be a physical book before there could be an audio book. Uh, that seems a natural progression, right? Yeah. So, you know, it was really hard. Like as a kid that uh, left school at fifteen, and it wasn't very present for the last probably three years of that. So, you know, I'm not highly educated. I always joke that the book is um, it's in small. Uh, sorry, it's in large font and and, and small words. So, uh, which, which represents uh, um, my my level of education, but you know, it was uh, as I said to you before, there is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, and I, I you know, I'd say I've done done a fair few things, uh, particularly in the business forum. Um, but you know, it was really really difficult for me to write that book. Um, I had a lot of help with it, uh, as you've given me a lot of help with the audio side of it, and. Um, uh, but you know the motivation was is just to get get it in as many hands or get the information in as many hands as possible. Mm. And many times I went through the book as I was going through it. I was like, I don't need to do this. I don't want to do this. I feel like I'm back at school. And um, you know the thing that kept me going, it actually got me to finish it. Was is that you know what if it, if it's finished and it helps one person, if it helps them like improve their quality of life or keep their business open or grow their business or get their kid through school or or support their charity to a greater level, that, that one person was worth all the effort. Awesome. All right, so obviously you're running successful businesses. You're also doing, uh, alongside the other ones that you've mentioned, is navigatebiz.com. What would be the benefit of our listeners contacting you for support to grow their business through that? Yeah, so 97% of all businesses, um, not just in Australia, but uh, in most first world Western countries, 97% of all businesses are small business. And um, uh, around 62 or 64% of all all the businesses are owner-operators with a turnover of less than $200,000 a year. And so, but that's the hardest place to be, right? Mm. And so that's what, like, um, you talk about... Um, passion and in a business so that's navigate business my passion project so joan and i founded that company so joan's my business partner um and she's extensive background in education and uh obviously uh you know successful in business in her own right as well and um you know it's our collaboration 
to be able to put a community out there where business owners can go where you know if you're in overwhelm you know maybe things aren't going so well maybe you're looking for some guidance some help some support like that's what navigate business is about it's about providing a resource for any any business owners no matter what size of business but you know you know we say we're, we're there to help small business owners because that's the market um, that's where most people are that are really struggling we know all the number the failure rate of small business is horrible the consequence of that like if you look at all of the all of the really negative part of society you know small business features heavily in that like if we talk about um, suicides domestic violence bankruptcies all of the really negative stuff that happens uh, in our communities um, you know it features super heavily in, in the small business community because of the you know the stress the inexperience like no one teaches us how to run a business as we go through it no. it's normally through some level of something's happened some catalyst has happened but we normally go through life where we grow up and our mum and dad are employees and all we've seen is watch them go to work and every day and then we go to school which teaches us to be you know good employees we go to university teaches us to be better employees and then we go out and get a job and start our career and we hone our employee skills and then one day something happens and says stuff all this i'm going to go and start my business and we've had no preparation for it and so navigate business the place that you can go to and um, we do a lot of stuff with the small business association of australia with the australian federal government with uh, queensland state government um, and trying to work with the other state governments as well, where we get that information in a nice, condensed, succinct way to people to be able to translate what it is you do in a big company, how you can do that in a small company and get out of that danger zone, get out of that owner-operator $200,000 a year because often, for many people, it's a jail sentence, right? Mm. Like you're just there, tied to the business, not enough money, always scraping, sleepless nights, I'm sick, but I've still got to go into the business. Uh, if I don't turn up, no, no, the bills aren't getting paid. Uh, the doors won't be open. Can't have a holiday. All of that stuff. Mm, and stressful. we just want to get people out of that zone. It's all back to front. Like people need to get out of that bit there. But we've got 90, well, you know, 64% of all the businesses are in that zone. Wow, that's huge. But if they come and see you, hopefully they can get out of that zone. Out of that. Get out, out of that. that Build a structure. Go for growth. Like, why not? Like, we've got a choice every day. We've got a choice. We can either be small or we can be big. That's very inspiring. So how can people find you? Where do they contact you? Um, so I'm on every social media platform, uh, at Nick Barnsdall, um, our, uh, for Navigate Biz. Um, if you're a small business owner or you're thinking about starting a small business or you're thinking about starting a business at all, or whatever stage of business you're at, you can go to www.navigatebiz.com, which is N-A-V-I-G-8-B-I-Z.com. Also at Navigate Biz on all the social media platforms. Uh, we have the Business Without BS podcast. Uh, you know, we've got tons of free content. We have a st online streaming platform if you're looking for coaching or mentoring. Uh, $19.95 a month, 24-7, 365. You can get all our best bits um, of you know, that you can implement in your business. Sweet. That sounds awesome. Well, thank you for coming in and uh, reading your audio book to me. Well, thank you so much for guiding me through the process, and I really appreciate your help. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Simon Filer podcast. What's your story? Contact Simon for a chat at brisbaneaudiobookproduction.com.